was trying to think of something. I got nothing. You guys ready? Josh, Josh Hartnett is better than this. Oh, there's a good opening. Josh Hartnett <laughs> is better than this. Uh, so, hi. Welcome to After the Hype. With me, your host, always, Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Hi. And Chimmy Darso. Hello. Welcome to the month of October. We're here what? at After the Hype. We are going to go through a bunch of horror movies that we randomly picked. Uh, usually, I try to come up with some theme for the month of October. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this year, I'm just like, eh, just ones we like. Yeah. Just kind of go through your uh, your old repertoire. I something I wanted to see, and then yep. something I wanted you to see. Yep, and then uh, I picked out just one of my favorite vampire movies that we just never covered on here. And then for the fourth week, we just kind of went first person reply out of our crew. And then uh, Chewie was the first, so she got yeah. to pick two movies this month. Yeah. Cool. Um, so <laughs> we're starting things off uh, <coughs> with our best foot forward. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's 30 days of please listen after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The rest of the movies are better. This one will oh, still yeah. be a very fun episode. John, I'm curious as to why you chose this. We'll movie. get to that. Yeah, yeah. After where have you been doing? Oh. Aren't you excited for a where have you been doing? What no. have I been doing? I love oh. asking the question where have you been doing just for the immediate response in Chewie's face of I always forget about this segment. No, it's not. <laughs> in the five years I've done this podcast, it's not that I forget about this sub- this segment. It's that I f- need I forget to make sure I do something. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I will go first in that case. I have finished Assassin's Creed Origins. Um, it was uh, it was good. It was uh, it was different than all the other Assassin's Creed games, which is really jarring in the beginning uh-huh. and then really nice by the end. Uh, but all said and done, it feels like a really good um, trial run. I guess is the way I want to say it of a game that they actually want to make, which I'm hoping is Odyssey. Like okay. there's so many rough edges and so many just kind of like half baked ideas. And then everything I read about Odyssey and it being apparently one of the best games ever, I'm like, okay, so I'm just guessing that just kind of took whatever worked here and expanded upon it there. And I just punched my mic. Um, it was so good that you yeah. punched your mic. <laughs> and I, uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sponsored yeah. by newer, yeah. Uh, but yeah, all in all, I think it was a good game. It was definitely worth my time. Um, but I'm far more excited to play Odyssey now. Like that's all it kind of did was as soon as I kind of figured out what the game was, mm-hmm. I just plowed through the story. I think I finished it in maybe under 30 hours, which is the game that's on average 40. So I really flew through it. Right, right. Uh, did the did the game let you do that for the most part, or was it still really trying to get you in that Assassin's Creed way? Like, no, spend some time doing some stuff that oh, yeah. was okay once or twice, but you don't want to do it again? Yeah, it, it definitely... Well, not... It doesn't get redundant like that. It gets redundant in a different way. Okay. Like, uh, like it, how Black Flag is it? It's way better than Black Flag. I mean, okay. the, the game itself might not be better uh, just coherently. I, I just mean, like, in terms of locking you behind stuff that you feel like you've already done enough of. Black Flag was the worst. Like, yeah. that was that was absolutely the worst. Okay. Um, but... Yeah, this one is much better at that, but still has significant problems with it. Did the um, that DLC that they promised come out where it was just explore educational, like the edutainment version of... Maybe. I've already moved on. Okay. I'm now playing a different game, so <laughs> <laughs> if it's there, I'm just not going to do it. I know it's an Odyssey because I saw all the ads for Odyssey. I'm not or, sure or it might have been Odyssey. I think I had it switched around. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. Uh, John, what about you? So I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that I started watching Carnival Row, and so I finished it. Oh, nice. And I still fairly enjoyed it i would say the the, my chief criticism coming out of it is that when it got to its more political themes and messages it was so on the nose and obvious and that kind of undercuts itself it's a it's about immigration 
as, as an overall theme, but they feature fairies and other fantastical creatures. But everyone, most of the people in Carnival Row are white. So there's this weird kind of shift of like, you're trying to do this immigration thing, but your leads, at least the most, the, the people who get the most screen time are Orlando Bloom and Kara Delevingne. I can't pronounce her last name. Yeah. So if I'm close, cool. But yeah, so they, they're... The Enchantress. You can right. just say Enchantress. I know who you're doing. Right, the Enchantress. <laughs> so they're kind of the stand-in for the problems with immigration. And so then it starts to crack at the seams of the political end of it. But the intentions are good, I think. I think if they had more time with it or more... Like, if they if they can spend more time in that world and put nuance to it, I think it'll be much better. But so far, I mean, the episodes, the eight episodes are solid. And the mystery is interesting. Like, that's the main thing that hooked me in, was there's a, a murder mystery. So they've got to solve that amidst this backdrop, which was a little bit more obvious in the political thing. But yeah, still enjoyable. And it's fantasy that doesn't seem to have a, a source material other than just the person wrote it. And, you know, it's solid. It's the guy who wrote um, Pacific Rim. Beach oh, nice. So it's solid. And the fantasy elements are really cool. So I have to get that one a shot at some point. Uh, Chiru, what up, about you? Oh, sorry. Uh, turn up your brightness, though. Just as a warning, oh. it is a dark, dark show. Good to know. Um, well, we watched a couple episodes of Swamp Thing recently. We did. Um, and the m- most I can say about that show is all of the side characters I don't care about. Yeah. I really just want more Swamp Thing out of my Swamp Thing. Oh, my God. Swamp Thing is so good in Swamp Thing. He's really good every time <laughs> he's on screen. But uh, it's rare. He's not yeah, in it a whole Yeah, it's very bunch. little. It's very, very held back. From the actual Swamp Thing. Uh, other than that, something that's quite fantastic, if you guys did not see it, on geekology.com, they shared a video, a training video, oh boy. of what to do with an unruly cat in a veterinary office. And it is amazing because the unruly cat is reenacted by one of the male vets. So he, they pull him out of the cage, and then they try to subdue him, and they try to control him, and he just starts running around the whole like lab, throwing stuff around, jumping on the counter, and then <laughs> to trink him eventually, and it just comes. Yeah, it is an amazing video of does, how to deal with an unruly cat. Does he get hooked on the trank? I, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, he does throw a box Peter. at a woman. <laughs> It really reminds me of a. Uh, have you ever seen the video? Have you ever seen Will Ferrell's audition video for SNL? No. He has the best audition video for SNL. Yeah. Um. It apparently got him on the show quicker than anyone's audition video ever, and it's Will Ferrell pretending to be a cat. Oh. And he started doing it. He's like, I'm pretty sure this is gonna end my career. And Lauren saw 30 seconds went iron. He's funny. And then, like, when he does his comedians of cars getting coffee, he does a bit of it for Jerry and he kills Jerry just full on. <laughs> he's like, no, because you got to do And, like, just the way he does it, it's just like, wow, fuck, Will Ferrell is part cat. <laughs> but he, he's very much committed to the bit. And oh, I, yeah. If you want to watch this video, uh, I don't have it in front of me right now for what it is called on YouTube, but on geekology.com, and that's geekology with an IE. It says, Oscar-worthy man pretends to be an unruly cat for veterinary technician training video. <laughs> That's just, so. It's just amazing. <laughs> so I highly recommend to go and watch that. I, I really feel like you could have sent that to the pirate, and he would have been like, oh, what a great way to get me drank. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a dangerous polar bear. You better put the pirate down just to be safe. <laughs> hey, so you put... Remember so how I asked you about that drink? <laughs> Here, and since now we can make sure everyone hears it, this is me handing a drink to Chewy. Not putting like, it even further away oh. from me on the floor, <laughs> not wanting to share. <sighs> what are you teaching our son? He's not to in not the room. share with mom. <sighs> he can feel the unsharing. He's actually very good at sharing. He's yeah. far better than me. He does not like me asking him for his pacifier now, though. No, but now he has tried to shove his water in my mouth whenever I'm near. If he's holding a water, wow, wow. <laughs> Into your teeth. Why did I open this door? <laughs> so 30 days a night. Yeah. Uh, really quick before we do start Halloween month, I should mention that last week uh, you might have noticed that our uh, promised episode of First Man did not come out. Uh, and that happened because I crashed a scooter on the day that I was supposed to edit. And there was absolutely no way I was going to start editing with my busted ass arm, which is still busted today. And it sucks a whole bunch. So First Man uh, will be shelved until after our horror movie month of October. And will come out at some point in November. I'm just not sure when yet. But it still will come out. Just all of our Where Have You Been Doings will be severely dated. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And uh, there were some audio problems as well, which is partially why I did not release it, because I have to clean that up and edit it. And that's going to take too much time with a broken arm. Not broken arm, but busted up arm. Okay. So, so that's where we are. That's why you did not hear First Man last week. And you just got to listen to our amazing episode of Batman vs. Superman, which is a very good episode. Yeah. Might be a better episode than movie, if you didn't like the movie. I love the movie. Uh, I'm sure there are people out there listening to this who didn't love the movie. There's and who are very excited to have that episode pop out again. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so 30 Days a Night. Uh, John, you had originally picked a movie that was just fucking unavailable, which was weird. It was yeah. uh, Happy Death Day. Yeah, Happy Death Day. The, the the idea behind that was like, I like Groundhog's Day well enough, yeah. and I like the premise of that. To ha- So to have that in a slasher thing, I was like, oh, I want to see it. Missed it in the theaters, and I was like, let's watch it for this. We have the excuse. Let's do it. Yeah. And not available at all. Yeah. You, re- you, you could rent the sequel. You can rent, you can rent the sequel, but the you have to buy the. Yeah. And I didn't really want to buy it. You didn't really want to buy it. No, so, uh, I wasn't that curious. <laughs> I watched it on a plane, so <laughs> I wasn't that curious either. And honestly, I think we. I was going to say we dodged a bullet because I didn't really like the movie, but then here we are. Well, with there your was also there, third choice. Yeah, well, <laughs> a bit of a longer journey than that, really, <laughs> because I had the string of movies I was picking that were not available. Because I also thought, well, maybe A Tale of Two Sisters. I really enjoyed that one. It's a good movie. Cannot buy or rent. It was like, you, you, you can't have it in the U.S. It's like, well. You get the American remake that kind of sucked. Uh, the, the Uninvited. Was that what it was? I know it was with Banks, I think. Yes, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. No. I knew, I, knew, I knew they made that. I was like, mm, I saw that and wasn't that curious to see it again. But yeah, that wasn't available. And so then I kept going down the list and it was like, there's nothing that's easy for us to watch. What's something that's just bloody gory has monsters and is maybe and then i came across 30 days a night which had the alaska wintry setting i was like yeah. you know what i miss snow let's watch <laughs> let's do this there you go yeah uh had you seen it before this yes when it came out in theaters actually okay yeah i, I was at the same boat i remember seeing theaters and going woof I did not see it in that theaters. That was mediocre at best. I had never seen this movie before. I'd, were you familiar with it, though? Or oh, you, yeah, I okay. knew of it. I knew it was from a comic book and everything, but I just always remember hearing, it's not good. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> what was your review then? It's not good. 
<laughs> and it's so confusing because David Slade directed this, and yeah, he's, he's a bad. good director. Yeah, yeah. That there's there's so many things about this movie that are so curious. Watching it again, like Ben Foster's in this. Ben Foster, ben and Foster. and David Slade did this, and there's all these elements, and there's it's just like, wait, these people are in this. This is this is of a caliber, but yeah. this isn't this isn't good. No, it's and no. They, even the villain from uh, Wonder Woman. What's his name? Was the he's the main vampire villain? Oh yeah, yeah. like in uh, American Horror Story. Danny Houston and, was in yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, he's the he's the guy that she thought was the. Oh, we're here. Yeah, and he's just vampiring the hell out of what he he's doing his own thing and having a blast. It, it looks like him and Ben Foster did not know what movie they were. They in. were the only <laughs> good things. They should but, just go be a movie together and leave everyone else because no one else seemed to care. Really quick before uh, we go too far down the rabbit hole, just in <laughs> case people didn't know that this movie existed, John, can you tell us just what it's about? So essentially in the northernmost city in Alaska, Barrow, I think it is, it's Barrow, like the yeah. farthest north, um, they get 30 days a night. So the sun is just not out for 30 days. And so for whatever reason, they lock, they hunker down, lock it down. People who can leave fly away and people who don't just stay. And I guess either drink or fuck. I don't know. but Probably both. Yeah. So then essentially Ben Foster, this interloper, comes in and starts removing all the burner cell phones, cutting power, cutting, destroying all the things that people would need to survive. Killed all the dogs. Killed all the dogs, these sled dogs that could actually help people escape. And then vampires come to town and slaughter almost everybody. <laughs> and so for the next like 29 days, the small fragment of people have to survive to, to the next sunlight. And Josh Hartnett is the main like sheriff of this town of Barrow, and he's just trying to do the best he can with his estranged family and his estranged wife and his estranged brother as the vampires come in and wreck all the shit. And, <laughs> and then he uh, and then he takes yeah. vampire blood at the end and fights the vampire and punches a hole in his head and dies with the sun. And it, yeah, <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. You know, it was done better in Van Helsing when sure, yeah, he became a werewolf. And even that wasn't good. Yeah, uh, I think I think the main thing as I was watching this again, I was like, what, "What? Like, what's the spark I can get from this?" And the weird choice in rock music that they put in this, sure, and the very bad and cheesy end where it just becomes a brawl and he CGI punches his face out. It's just like, okay, this this is a thing. This is a a monster of its own. I have to say, my biggest problem with this movie, the monster problem of this movie, <laughs> is that they are awful. At showing the passage of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Without the little ticker on the bottom that says day <coughs> seven, day 18, yeah. day 20. Like, you would assume it was one evening. Right. They don't, no one changes their hair length, their facial hair. It's all the same. They try to do a little stubble for Josh Hartnett, but you try to put stubble not on real. Josh Hartnett. It doesn't. Yeah. It's not working. It, and they don't really sustain injuries. There's no real discussion about food. They go to a, a grocery store once, once, once but, yeah. and are they supposed to be carrying around 30 days worth of food? Those That's other a lot times? of food. Yeah, yeah, for like the eight people they are. And then the one token ethnic, in quotations, person or indigenous quotations, whichever quotation you want, oh, yeah. guy is Samoan. <laughs> He's not Alaskan. He's about as least Alaskan as you can get. A very tropical island. <laughs> and I was just like, this is stupid. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> See, for me, the, 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 the problems are many. So I'd like to try to stay with like, the positive, at least the very little I can. Um, 
And unfortunately, the best thing in the movie gets taken out, what, halfway through? Ben Foster, maybe a third of the way in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not in it very long, and then he gets killed. It's kind of like the Renfield of this group of vampires. Yeah, and like yeah. the he's kind of the Renfield, but the other thing that I, I really clued into on the rewatch uh, is that he kind of has the entire, uh, maybe first half of the movie, has a real Western vibe to it. Yeah. Of like the sheriff in the little town, and he's the only law there, and one guy comes riding in. And he's like the the calm before the storm. He's like, they're coming for you. You better hitch up. And it's like it's kind of doing like a, a weird. The the outlaws are going to come to town and challenge the sheriff. Yeah. thing. and actually kind of an interesting and compelling setup for that location. Yeah, and I, that, that premise. And I I really wish they had stuck with that western vibe because when it was a yeah. western just set in Alaska, I'm like, this is fun. And it wasn't just a western thing. Like it started out with a lot of references to the thing. Yeah. Come with him going through the snow on his own like the dog yep. and then killing all the dogs before anyone else dies. And it's just like, there's a lot of references to the thing at the beginning. So I'm like, oh, is this going to be like a, an interesting homage? Is going to be fun stuff going on? It was kind of like if the no. thing was a Western was the idea in the beginning. It's like, I'm yeah. kind of into this. And then it just loses whatever the hell spark that was real fast. Mm-hmm. Pretty much yeah. when it goes full Joe Dante gremlins, it's just like, all right, yeah. well, this is over. And, even the gremlins had more personality than the vampires in <laughs> oh, this. Oh, yeah. the vampires are just kind of jerks. But they're not even jerks. They're just, they have their leader who talks. None of the other ones talk. They just kind of go around hissing at people. Right. And I'm like, that's not, not menacing in the way that I think you're intending it to be. It's like for the first half, how meticulous and specific the things are in the movie. They just don't put any of that to the vampires. No. Especially even when the right-hand woman to the main vampire guy gets uh, UV lighted. And then he just breaks her neck. It's like, well, there's no established... Like, she's just been by his right side the whole time. So, like, yeah. that's all we know of her. And that's that's all you know of any of the other ones. You know the yeah. bald yeah. one because yeah. he's always there and he was in the trailers a whole bunch, which yeah. I can still remember. Um, you know the... I don't even know his name. There's one guy that's, like, the only movie he ever did, but he looked... He was always kind of prominent. The one that kind of looked like Adam Driver. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little yeah. lanky, a little tall. Yeah. Like that guy who's around. But like you don't really get to know any of him. Even the main guy you don't get to know. He's just like the one who talks. He's the one who talks and he spouts all this stuff that suggests that he has more to him. Yeah. But when you realize there isn't more to him, it's just we went through a, a random phrase generator to get our mysterious vampire thing. Yeah, let's like, work we up. should have come here centuries ago. But like why? And why, yeah, I don't think this town was there centuries ago, and I don't think there would have had a high population centuries ago. And so the other thing I disagree is, with you. Yeah, one, I disagree with you because of that. Two, it's not like you can do this every year. It's not like every year, like, all right, well, everybody got murdered in Barrow. Time to move in. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at all this real estate. Oh, it's burned to the ground. Look at all this land. Should mm. we try to build a town here again when it burned to the ground and nobody was able to help because nothing's around? Maybe we shouldn't. I mean, and there's even the, there's even that, that throwaway line. That is how it worked with the tsunamis. True. There's even a throwaway line where like they'll hit the next town, and then the next town is like, but is that their goal? Like that's nothing of that is established or found out or discovered because if there's if they talk, then they're gonna plan. I would like to point. I mean, one thing that I thought was actually interesting and and kind of a positive thing until it devolved at the very end was that. The gore didn't look too bad at first until it got to the very end. The as they, were, they, they, they cut a lot of people's heads off in this. And there were a few yeah. times where, like, uh, I think the best friend in the warehouse where when Josh Hartnett had to cut his head off, that looked pretty realistic. It, it, 
they did they took some care in very interesting places in this movie and then just absolutely no care in others but i liked the effects at least for the most part in this movie but even with the the great like the great effects of the best friend getting his head chopped off it's just downplayed by the fact that you could just throw him in that grinder behind him he'll be dead in half a second yep or you could <laughs> slowly chop his head off and have him feel every thunk oh yeah well he was mad at his friend for killing his family and his ex-wife well, is mad at him for or she's mad at uh <coughs> Eben which is what's his name? Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett's name in the movie for not wanting kids. So there's drama there. Yeah, that uh, never feels too thought out. No, no. I don't want kids, but I'm going to be specifically sensitive to this man killing his kids. I guess because suddenly family is everything. Like it, it's yeah, well, yeah. You all don't those... do that. You don't do that. Hmm. <laughs> I guess. I had the same feeling towards when he's just like, we have the advantage. We have lived in this town our whole lives. We know this town and we know the cold. And I'm like, they're vampires. They don't feel the cold. And if you yeah. knew the cold, you'd be going out there with hoods that fit and face masks. Yeah. And if you really knew that, we know this town. Everyone knows this town. I know this town. It's one road. Yeah. It's one road. A, ton of, a couple of buildings all spread out. Yeah, like... Way to go. You know the, the town. Yeah, the dialogue in this movie, is, I don't know if it was lifted straight from the comic, the comic was it? You said that he wrote the screenplay? Yeah, same writer as the, the, who wrote the comic. It the might screenplay. have sold itself better in comic book form, but in a movie, it always feels empty and not thought out. Well, that's a, a comic book dialogue is always cheesy and says more than it needs to, and it always works. I love it in comics. Well, and but, with the style of the comic itself, the comic is very, like, garish, uh, oil paints and pastels yeah. and things like that are just like smeared across like everything feels smeared across the page and weird that way and that adds to that style that sense of dread and disorientation it's like, it works in the comic yeah for in sure in terms of that style but yeah if you're just going to do it what they did here it's doesn't translate even if you you know put all your effects makeup on like the main villain it's like it doesn't have that same effect of a tall war- warbled person because the art style is all smeared yeah right I, and it's I feel like this movie needed like a, uh, I don't want to say stronger voice, but like a more like creative. Like I think they just tried to make it too straightforward of just straight it needed up to be vampire campy. monster. Yeah. Someone like, was like, you, we got to make a movie on based off this comic. So make it. I've never, just make it. Yeah. Make it, it as is. Like, well, okay. Uh, what? I, I'm not even sure if it needed to be campy. Like campy would have been great. <laughs> and it would have been nice to have just something in it. It needed to be campier or meaner. Like it needed to be like a... Like the the tone I was looking for in this one, or at least hoping for in this one, was kind of like the the remake of Fright Night, where it's got uh, a yes. little oh, bit of a comedic so edge good. to it, little bit of a comedic edge, but the vampires are frightening and mean. In fact, you could have the way they structured this, you could have even had the vampires be a smaller part of the movie, because they kill almost everyone in the first like hour or first forty minutes of the movie. Yeah, and it's so like you could have just had built this town as like these people with their dramas and then the very last part of it is suddenly all the vampire stuff happens and then it's quick it's lightning fast and wow what a way to just knock that one out like shift them to the back maybe like that would be that'd be how i would at least think to approach it i would have just done it differently and had it be like yep we're heading into 30 days a night i wonder who we're gonna lose this year we always lose somebody it always just happens it gets too cold they get lost whatever oh yeah and it's just on him to make sure we lose as few people as possible so when people start disappearing it's like yeah it happens it's the nighttime 
we always trying to make sure, but we'll find them in the snow later. We'll bury them then. And, and then, then suddenly whoa, just... we're losing a shitload of people. Yeah. And then, it, then it starts on unf- like, that's how I would have approached it. Yeah. The actually, spiral out of control. Yeah, play with a 30 days a night. Don't make it just hide in an attic for 30 days until you decide to move somewhere. Well, you hide move, in the attic, then, then you go back <laughs> to the police station and then you go to, I don't know what factory it was supposed to be. I don't know. But the, they keep hiding in places that are blatantly obvious and it's annoying. They haven't been found because they're the only people there. Well, because it's also they've never established the how the vampires or these creatures operate when they rest because it's 30 days a night. So they don't have daytime to fall asleep. The rules of the vampires don't make any sense because they don't have any. Mm-hmm. So there's no like sense of like strategy for, on either side yeah, when it comes down to it. Because, well, if it's dark all the time, the vampires never have to sleep. So where do they go? Where's their brood? Because they come out of the I would have slept in the grocery store. And be like, yeah. the humans are going to come here at some point. Yeah. But that's the other thing. Like, so they never sleep. Fine, whatever. Uh, but they also have to eat. Like they still have to eat. They eat everybody in about twenty minutes, and, and they're supposed and to go like twenty nine days with nobody else. And then every now and then a human will walk out. Like where were they keeping that human? And they're so wasteful with the kills, which makes it again that they thirty speed days blood everywhere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so both humans and the vampires don't seem to have a very good sense of survivability in thirty days of just stranded out in the middle of nowhere at night. Yeah, which is a very interesting thing for this movie that has such a, I I, I really like the premise of this and yeah. coming into the, the the idea of it, the beginning of it, like at least for that very first part of the movie, I'm just like all on board, it's like yeah, and then it goes down and it just takes such a left turn. Another thing that annoyed me. <laughs> oh please. There's just a list. Uh, I am a fan of vampires. Been yeah. a fan since you know my angsty teenage years, and I felt like I could identify with their problems. Uh. And every version of a vampire has a law or rule, ritual, of how you turn people into a vampire. Right. Whether or not it's with a scratch, a bite, or that you make them drink your blood or whatnot. It's established at some point. And in this movie, at one fairly early on, the main baddie says, and we will turn no one. Or yeah. something similar to that. I think it just says turn nobody. Yeah, so that implies a ritual. Right. A situation, a special thing. And then it turns out, no, this is one of those movies where if you just get a cut or a slight bite, you turn. And then then people get turned. Often. (laughs) Which then causes a problem for the very last scene where she kisses him on the lips, which are all bloodied by... Then she should have turned into a vampire. Right. (laughs) Yep. So the rules of the vampires don't exist in this either. Yeah. Which is too bad, like especially since I've been reading dozens of books of vampire like books, and those rules are clearly defined. And yeah, that, yeah. but that's the thing is like, if this movie just didn't want to have rules and just wanted to be a vampire just monster fest, then it needed to have more of a clear like either sense of humor or just purpose or something because it just it it just feels like a movie that's constantly trying to appease everyone right like uh, if you're a horror movie fan you're gonna like this if you like westerns you're gonna like this if you like vampires you're gonna like this like it just felt like it was just trying to cast as huge of a net as possible and it's like uh, you just missed everything because there's a way you can make that work where the either like the rules aren't known but then you see less of them yeah and and side more pov of the humans so we don't see those vampire who talks moments we don't see any of them they're just out there in the darkness and we don't know their rules because we don't see them we don't Get it? Like they have to learn it through. So then you can you can give yourself more of an out that way. I just would have never had him talk. Yeah. Like you could keep <laughs> the movie the entirely the same if you never the vampires talk. 
then our complaint here goes away. Don't yeah. turn anyone. That line now, just like Chewie yeah. said, proves that there is a way that we turn people. He did say, make sure to cut <coughs> off their heads, which I guess is the <laughs> way to make sure you don't turn them. But yeah, that's pretty effective. They're not very good at that then. No, the one dude turns super easy. Just gets a scratch on the leg. Yeah. And a vampire should have known that. So yeah. How he was able to... I don't know. But and also, the, 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 time, the time to turn is also... Immediate. It's either immediate or, in Josh Hartnett's case, a long time. No, so, Josh Hartnett starts turning within 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. He, he injects himself. But, uh, sorry, I mean lose yourself. Because it's implied that you lose control of yourself, of who you are. Oh, no. He explained that in the line of dialogue. Because he was in a bite. He chose to become one. <laughs> he figured that out yep. real fast. I don't know how he figured it out. He's like, oh, the rest of them turn because of bites. But I'm choosing it. Okay. It's a hell of a gamble there, Josh. Yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, Eben. Eben. And again, the names on this were specifically. Very. I got annoyed because there was a character called Malachi, which is a biblical name, a big name. You know, usually a moment of like, oh, this person's important. No, right. he was a one-off, yep. and he never comes back. Like, why do you name him Malachi? Malachi then. It's a very comic booky thing to do. Just have interesting names on a page. Yeah, yeah, but you it reads well. You could have yeah. named Josh Hartnett Malachi and the other guy Eben. Yeah, it's more of like that. That word, that name, looks good on the page. Like yeah. if you're saying, eh. it's a comic book thing. Eh. But that, that's the where I'm coming from at the end of this thing. And like we, we haven't been talking that long, but there's just not that much to say. Kind of how Chewie said in the beginning, and it's just all of this stuff. I feel like we are so nitpicky on this one, but it's because there's nothing that works other than the idea of the movie. The premise is good. Everything from there on out is just like, well, I wouldn't have done that. And that's that's and, the frustrating thing about that. And this is a genre that is hard to pin down, honestly. Because yeah. really the only one that I can think of that comes to mind is The Thing. I or know Fright that Night. there was that, or Fright, but no, Fright Night's not in the middle of a snow Oh, you mean thing. the snow thing, yeah. Because uh, they had that one with... Um, Alien Kate vs. Predator? <laughs> no. Not Alien vs. Predator? No, sh- well, that did happen. Yeah, but they were in did. a pyramid, so the snow really wasn't that important. There's a pyramid under the snow? Oh, no, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Whiteout with Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, again, <laughs> no, a I mean, movie that just not that good. I, I do like that. And it's weird now that I've been in California for her long enough. I like seeing the snow in this movie. Oh. It, was, it, was a, it was a fun thing which is a weird thing to pick out the second time watching, but I'm like, oh, snow boots, crunching through the snow. How nice. And I can tell it's getting to the end of the year when we go back, you know, back north yeah. for the snow. Because I was like, ah, this is cool. I missed this. I mean, I even started our, our D&D campaign in the middle of a tundra. Because I was like, ah, snow. It's that time of the year. <laughs> so yeah, that, 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 was, that was fun. That was a there's positive a- element to the movie. <laughs> snow. At least there's snow. But and it, again, though, like... For how cold it's supposed to be, being on top of the world, they're really loosey goosey about their outerwear. Their coats, yeah. yeah. Oh my god! I lost my coat. I'm just gonna be without. It's like, mm, in in barrel, I'd wear at least a hat. Yeah. <laughs> or a hood that stays on. Yeah, you're talking about waiting for weather that's impossible to travel in, and then you're gonna go out in it. Yeah, you should all be in giant snowsuits. I'd wear a hat. See, that would have been interesting, having not just the vampires be the problem, but frostbite. Yeah. Death (laughs) by weather. That's what I mean by they should have changed. I mean, their lips get kind of chapped near the end of the movie, but that's it. Like, the process of time is not handled well. I think we should move on to quotes. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a real short episode. 
but there's just not that much to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't. I, there's not really anything positive I can say. I didn't. The production design didn't grab me. I was trying to read the posters in the background because I was bored. <laughs> uh, the good things to say yeah. are Josh Hartnett was okay. Melissa George was okay. Josh Hartnett was better than this movie. Like yeah. he was. Ben Foster his, was the best thing in the movie. Yeah, because he never doesn't put his best performance he's almost always the best thing in any movie it was and it was nice to see these people some of these people because we haven't seen them lately like i haven't seen josh hartnett in much lately no not since penny dreadful stopped yeah i'm sure he's still acting i just oh he's always acting yeah he's not anything and he was really good in penny dreadful like really good in that so it was nice to see him again like that oh i was going back to uh lucky number 11 he was so good in that movie oh yeah um all right so quotes uh mine is actually a josh hartnett quote um, it comes when they're like, we need to figure out if we make it today, will we be okay? Like we think that they were probably have a daylight because they wanted to wait till the nighttime, but we don't know. So they go into the house where they're growing pot and they steal one of the UV lights and they're going to fry the, the main <laughs> vampires, uh, girlfriend favorite. I don't know. No. Um, so anyhow it works and he gets on the radio with his girlfriend. He's like, it works. Um, but they're probably going to turn off the power. So, and then as soon as he starts saying that, they cut off the power. I was like, whoop, gotta go. <laughs> And it never comes back. He doesn't try to take any of those light bulbs with him to use later. Well, it wasn't that power. effective. Yeah, it wasn't that effective. For... Well, it basically killed her, took her out of commission. It the, was an underplayed was, moment. I think it worked because the whole, the whole, and that's the reason why I like the, the quote too. I think it worked because all they were trying to do was confirm that if we get to daylight, are we okay? Or do we need to come up with a plan B? Do yeah. UV rays hurt them? And they found out, yes. That was like, yeah, the, the strategy was employed. A theory yeah. was tested. And like survivability was practiced. Yep. And I was like, that was actually, I, I sat my up in my seat for that. Yep. So yeah, it was. That sequence actually works. Yeah. I see what she was meaning. Like it would make more sense. Like, all right, well maybe I should carry one. Because we don't, where we're going, they could have power. These would be helpful. Yeah. Um, but this is this movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I'm taking it as positively as I can. Yeah. Uh, my quote is near the end, which is epitomizes how dumb this movie is, is after uh, Eben <laughs> injects himself with the vampire blood and he goes to Jake oh, and he says, Jake is his, I'm 25, but I'm pretending to be 15-year-old brother. Right. Uh, and he says, take care of Stella. And I'm like, are you serious? You're separated from this woman. She isn't really in love with you anymore. And you're telling your 15-year-old brother to take care of her? Yeah, you didn't pick her up at the beginning of the movie. He's telling him to kill her. <laughs> Take oh. care of her. <laughs> no. What? It's just so it's so dumb on multiple The writer levels. calls in. Yeah, that was the whole point. Yep, that was it. That was He's <laughs> like, your brother is obviously an idiot. He has not really been useful this whole movie. He's 15. This woman works for the marshal service or Fire whatnot. marshal. Fire marshal. She, she can handle herself. Yeah. So, let's fuck you. Who's dying in this situation? Is she dying or are you dying? I yeah. think you're dying. She'll be fine. Yeah. Get out of here, your patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so my quote comes from the section in the supermarket with the wild, like the crazy little vampire girl, which oh, is, I think the tone that the movie maybe would have been best served going toward is this that crazy, yeah. really wild Resident Evil style, like go ridiculous. I think yeah. that's where that should have gone in the movie. And I think this scene was my was one I liked because of it. And it's the line, I'm done playing with this one. You want to play with me now? And I think it's a good review of the movie itself too because like I'm done with this one now. Yeah. I also didn't like her performance. I didn't like anything so, about this movie. Yeah, it was so <laughs> cheesy though. It was so cheesy and ridiculous and something that was trying to take itself so seriously. But her performance also made her go like, 
Wait, was she in this movie earlier? Was yeah, she, she said... You, they even asked, like, yeah. was she here before? <laughs> I was like, is this movie, is this movie the, trying to be self-aware? The way she says, "Are will you play with me now, is like, they didn't play with her earlier. Yeah, it's like weird... she... Yeah, it was The delivery was off for me. Like, were you in a cut scene when someone <laughs> said, go away, little girl? <sighs> I want to play. Get out of here. Do you want to play with me now? Well, no, now you're a vampire. I didn't want to before when you're being annoying. Now you're going to kill me. <laughs> Yeah. Oi, so this was the... <laughs> this it's a was, rough way to start the horror rough, month. Well, I mean, it only goes up from here. Yeah. Which is saying something with our next movie, which we'll get to after our review system, which I think is the most apt review system I've ever had for a movie. I've said that before. How many days of night would you give 30 days of night? I'd give it to about 9 p.m. and then I'd turn it off. <laughs> It's only been dark for about two hours, but I already can't. T- I'm I'm done. <laughs> so not even a close to a single night. No. From Chewy, uh, I would just go. I'll give it a week. A week? Okay. Give it a week. It's kind of weak. <laughs> I don't like using the same word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd give it maybe two or three days, just long enough to survive the initial onslaught being very self-congratulatory about it, but sneezing in my hiding place and getting completely chewed apart. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So that was our first episode (laughs) of Horror Month. Uh, Clearly, we were not huge fans of it. I can't Uh, stress enough that I did want to have a different movie for this, but I also (laughs) had fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for bringing bringing the bar so low in the beginning. But at the same time, it was cheesy. It was just... You know, it was a horror film. I've seen worse movies. Yeah, and like that's a, like it was funny when you when you said this one. I'm like, oof. <laughs> okay, I'm never. I I said whatever you guys wanted to pick. I'm not going to say no. Uh, the only reason I said no to the other ones is because I didn't want to buy it. Um, oh, well, right. And I, yeah. I, the idea. We're more cheap than we are worried about quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, it's fun sometimes to just have a low stakes takedown. Yeah, this was a this pun was intended. A, and luckily, I think throughout the rest of the horror month, this is the only one that I will outright dislike. And uh, starting next week, we have Woof. This one was a heavy movie, but still definitely had a way better sense of humor than 30 Days a Night, which is weird for the genre. Um, I'll let Chewie introduce it. It, it is a, a mindfuck for sure. Uh, so I chose the movie Revenge, which... Oddly enough, Facebook and other streaming, not streaming, uh, social social media places, Target marketed me to this movie. Uh, it is from 2017. It is a French rape revenge film, which why I was targeted marketed to this, I really couldn't tell you because I'm not a fan of that genre. Uh, usually it is very much a male dominated male gaze mm-hmm. idea of feminism essentially a lot of times people would be like but i married this and the woman killed all the dudes and i'm like it's a thinly veiled excuse yeah but then you really had her raped for a while previously and you kind of tried to make it sexy and i didn't like that so don't tell me you're a feminist uh but this movie was directed huh did none of that no uh and it was written and directed by a female woman director uh coralie fargi Fargay? I, I don't know. It's a French I'm name. I'm terrible at French. Uh, it's and uh, yeah, it's a rape revenge film. We'll go into it next week. Yep. And I would say it does a wonderful job at spoofing at the beginning, uh, being true to the genre, 
with the instigating and then just kicking its ass the rest of the film. Oh, yeah. And definitely not safe for work. And John watched it work. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's bleep that out. Like, I don't, people don't need to know. The building was, uh, the building was empty, goddammit. Okay, so let's do a very, very quick round of plugs for the rest of the ATS Network, and then we'll get out of this. So, as I just said, listen to every show on the ATS Network, which includes Venture Bros., Venture Bros, Samwise, Demon Days, Us on Thursdays, and then Damage Boost on Fridays. Be sure to go to our website now. Uh, featuring a new article by Matt Dykes every single Friday about the entirety of Stargate. It is awesome. I highly recommend you check it out. Uh, what else am I missing? Uh, Emily's also got her other voices. Yes. Why do I always forget other voices? She and I even had a long conversation about those articles. They're great. You should definitely read those as well. Yeah. Those are on Mondays, right? Yeah, Mondays. Mondays. I was, I've was. i been wondering, like, I need a new thing, like a new list of movies to watch. What, what haven't I seen? And then her article started coming out and it was like, oh, here's a bunch of things I've missed that... I feel like need the attention. This is great. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we should maybe even have her do revenge later. It's actually not a bad idea yeah. if we get her to watch it. <laughs> uh, one more plug coming from Chewy. It started up. A superstar. Yes. It, it premiered yesterday. No, two days ago, which would have been probably two weeks ago when this oh, airs. A week and a day. Superstar. We uh, can... Coming back strong, you know, in that store, the employees. Uh, we start, you know. <laughs> Clocking back in. I mean, Ooh. we deal with ice in the first episode, so might not be the most Whoa, hilarious okay. episode, but well, it's definitely poignant and good. Given how the last season ended, I would imagine you deal with ice yeah. in the first episode. I'm so excited to see what happens to Mateo, but it was so sad. Yeah. Uh, that's everything. So thank right. you so much for listening, and bye. Bye. bye.